everyone, and welcome back to Disney Geeks, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Carolyn. And I'm Rod. And today we are doing our one spooky movie for the holiday season. We are going to talk about The Nightmare Before Christmas because it is a, it's its 29th anniversary. It's the 30th, actually. 30th. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. No, you're good. I That was what shocked me. I didn't know that Nightmare his focus came out in the same year so that's where i'm like that's wild that is really crazy actually like two very spooky movies although one was released in july so i actually don't remember when this was released was it released in october that i don't know either i just know fun little factoid about this movie is that it what like we now think of it as a like it's a disney movie but it was released under touchstone because it was so like out there that they were like we're not putting the disney label on it we're just gonna say that like disney helped fund it but we didn't like release it as a disney movie and now everyone's like it's disney but it's so funny because they included it on all of like the old vhs's and like the promos so i don't know it was it was released in october i just went and looked at it october 13th Ooh. of 1993 that's wild that's really wild. Like, they got to do it on October 13th. Like, go go Tim Burton. I'm assuming it was a Friday, too. Maybe, because, I mean, I know it's Friday the 13th this year, so I'm assuming it would be that. Too. Wow. But you know what? Go, again, go Tim Burton. You got all the spooky things in order. Yep, all the vibes. But, Rod, do you have any, any memories of this movie? So, I'm going to be honest. I did not watch this movie as a kid. I don't know if it was because my mom thought it was too spooky, or we just didn't have access to it. I just remember seeing it in the amount of times I saw that commercial of like, what did Santa bring you this year? And it's like the ugly doll. They're like, ah. like that's all I remember. But my biggest, biggest memories of this movie is mostly Disneyland because every year they turn it into Nightmare Before Christmas. And for the longest time growing up, my cousin and um, would go with us to Disneyland and her uncle would pay for myself, my brother and her to go to Disneyland every year. And that was our birthday present slash Christmas presents for the year. And we only ever went during the holidays. So for the longest time, I got really upset that I never got to see the Haunted Mansion as like the regular Haunted Mansion because I only ever saw it as anywhere for Christmas. But now as an adult, that once it became a pass holder, I appreciate it the overlay a lot more. And it's crazy that it's only, they only do the overlay at California and in Tokyo. Other than that, that's it. Oh, yeah, I did know that because Walt Disney World does not do any sort of overlay, but I love I love the overlay and I'm so mad because both the trips that I did, they did in August and then I'm going in January and I'm missing both. I like I like they're doing the refurb and then the unrefurb, but that's just how I'm going to call it from now on. You're literally missing the six months. You're missing the six months. That <sighs> it's right? I am like so annoyed, but it's fine. I will be fine. I will even just to do the regular Haunted Mansion, like I can't even do like either version because they're, they're either making it Nightmare or they're taking Nightmare away. Maybe they'll extend it through January 14th and I'll at least get to do it once. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Just a couple extra days, guys. I know the season ends on like the second or something, but just keep it up a few more days so I can I can do it. But I am like you, Rod. I didn't watch this movie as a child. We really didn't celebrate Halloween in my house, so it was a no-go. We didn't watch Halloween movies 
Uh, but I do remember, like I said, seeing like the promos on the VHSs and how they would talk about the claymation and, you know, like swapping the heads and doing all of that and the kind of the process of that. So I do remember seeing that. But my memories also come from Disneyland Park going um, the first time I actually went to Disneyland was over the Thanksgiving holidays. So they had the overlay and I remember doing that and being like, oh, this is so cool. And I do think at some point and obviously my adult life, I watched it for like the first time and was like, okay, this is fine. I like the whole I, I like it in the parks a lot more than I think I like the movie. But I have gotten to do some fun things with it. Like they did a concert at the Hollywood Bowl, which was so fun. They had a lot of the original cast come. We Disney bounded. I think you went to that too, one of those. I didn't go to that. I went to I'm oh my god, I totally I'm so dumb that I forgot about this. That they did for the twenty fifth anniversary, there was a free form event where they were celebrating Hocus Pocus and Nine Bar for Christmas. Yes. And it was both things. I know you went the year after because your setup that you had was different than what I had. Obviously, you got to go through like Boogie Boogie's Lair. You got to go through the scientist lab and all that. Like, I, re- I totally forgot about that. Wow. Yeah, I did it at least two years. Maybe I think I remember if they did it for a third year, but I definitely did it at least two years because the first year was at this like house in L.A., and you went to like the different rooms and that was cool. And the next year they had it in like a bigger like event space. So yeah, they did. They have done a lot of things with it. And also meeting Jack and Sally at the park is just one of my favorite things ever. They get to be kind of like morbidly fun and I absolutely love it. So That is the one thing I haven't done. Oh my gosh. It is. It is the best. I, I love seeing them at the park. That's great. I always, I wanted to see them at, um, Oh my God, oh, he will rash. Mickey's not so scary. But then we were just like, we're tired and we're trying to beat the crowds before there's like the huge rush to leave Magic Kingdom. But I need to do that one day because that, that doesn't seem cool. It seems fun. Yeah. I Oh, their videos of them always pop up on my TikTok and I love them so much. But Rod, based on your memories kind of of the movie, I know you didn't really see it so you weren't an adult, but how would you rate it? What are we, what are we going to do? Uh, Drink two pumpkin heads. heads? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. Uh, let's do, I'm going to say a 6 out of 10 based on my memories. Yeah, I'm also going to go with a 6 out of 10 for my like first watch of this movie. Well, with that being said, let's dive right into this movie. It gets super cool in the beginning, I'm not going to lie. It talks about these, about how the holidays and where they come from. And they do this like sweep of like this forest with a bunch of trees with all the different holidays on it. And they said, if you don't know where all of these come from, it's time you be done. And it's really cool because I like that it's very storybookish, but not at the same time. Yeah, it is very much kind of the inspiration of this is the storybook opening. But uh, Rod, a few, I know you have been doing some reading, but they did last year. I read a book. It's uh, Long Live the Pumpkin Queen. And it is a continuation of the story of Sally Ooh. and Jack, but you get to go to some of the other worlds that you see That's in this scene. Cool. So it is very fun in that aspect because seeing it, you kind of are like, oh, I would love to, because you only see Halloween Christmas Town in this. You're like, I want to see some of the other like lands, like the Easter one or the Valentine's Day one. And so if you are, if you are interested, it's definitely a cute little fun read. You get to go to some of those like other places but i do love this introduction and then we go into the ding 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 song you we get into this is halloween and it's very cool and very spooky and i can see why dizzy was like 
we really like this concept and we want to go for it. But we're not going to make it a Disney movie because some of these characters, if I was watching this when I was like eight or nine, I'd be terrified of some of these creatures. Not gonna lie. Oh, 100%. They are so scary. Like, I, and then, yeah, because the one guy, he's got like the axe in his head and the one guy, it's like, I'm assuming he's like made of mud. I don't know, but he's like got all like drippy. Like the claymation is very, very cool. And I love that it still like stands up. I think it's one of the great things about claymation is you can watch it at any point and you're like, it doesn't, it doesn't ever like not age well. Exactly. It's not one of those like, oh, it didn't age with the times. It's like, no, claymation is claymation. Um, so yes, we get through the whole song. We basically learn that we have this Halloween town, it's Halloween night, and we have kind of like so that's where it's weird. Jack Skeleton isn't the ruler. They call him the Pumpkin King. So I just think he's like the spookiest one out of all of them. But like the mayor who runs the town also thinks like Jack runs the town. So it's a little interesting. Yeah, he's like the cool guy that everyone wants to be is like the vibe I get. He's like, because all of the like women, female type uh, spooky creatures are all like, Jack, Jack, Jack. And it, like it's like it's like the celebrity like he's the best scarer I, is kind of how I like interpret that. But yeah, everyone like idolizes him. You make you make wounds ooze and flesh crawl. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> it's like thank you so much, thank you, thank you so much. So basically, at the end of this is Halloween, which is introducing us to all the characters of Halloween Town. We realize that Jack has like it's the end, and we're like we did it. We went through Halloween. We did all our spooky things. And they're about to give some awards. And Jack's like, I'm going to just peace out over here. And he basically just starts walking off. And you see that he's just not into it this year. He like did it and he did the thing, but he's not into it. And so we get our next song, which is Jack's Lament. And he basically just says, this is, if we're going to put this in Disney terms, this is I want song. Yeah, he's like, I've grown bored of scaring and doing the same thing year after year and I want more and so he goes to find well he doesn't necessarily go to find more he just goes for a long walk with zero very very long walk which there's zero which I think is like such a cute concept that his dog is just a ghost dog I love it I also love when he's like walking with zero and zero's like play with me and he just pulls a bone out of his rib and throws it (laughs) yes and we also meet we don't know her name yet I don't think so. Yeah, we don't know her name yet. But there's a doll-like woman that is staring at him. I don't know if we've said Sally's name yet. That's why I'm like, I'm not sure if we know who she is yet. No, if we... I feel like Dr. Finkelstein maybe did say it. But if not, we learn it very quickly afterwards. Yes. Basically, we meet Sally, who is a doll Frankenstein-ish like person. And we find out that she just basically really likes Jack. And she just is like, well, Jack, like, I'm so sorry you feel this way. I wish I could make you feel better. And she's just such, she's such a precious, a precious person. I don't know how she ended up in Halloween Town because everyone else is like, where? And she's just like, I just exist. <laughs> well, if you read the book, you find out. Ooh, okay. But the other one that <laughs> I, it's, I was like a month ago year old when I found out that Catherine O'Hara was the voice of Sally. Oh, yeah. No. And she's also the voice of uh, whatever they call him. They call them Boogie's boys, but one of them is a girl. It's oh, her too. Yeah. She's also the voice of her. And so when I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl, she came and did the singing for both. 
That's so cool. Moira. Yeah, I was like, because I think that was when I was just like looking around because uh, Catherine O'Hara was doing something on TikTok or something like that. And it came up and I was like, wow, that's crazy. Which would make sense. Like looking at this time period, that would have been the Home Alone era. The same thing with the Tim Burton thing. We're in the Edward Scissorhands era. So like we were definitely in a Tim Burton-y time slash Catherine O'Hara time. Yeah, and she was in Beetlejuice, so. Yes, that too. Oh my gosh, see, I'm a dumb dumb. See, I forget, all the, forget how many things that Tim Burton has done and how many people he's like, well, it's weird. He's worked with a lot of people, but not at the same time because he recasts the same people over and over and over. Yeah, because he uses the same actors. He he and Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. So Jack has been wandering through the forest, like you said, and he comes across in the morning a bunch of trees, with which we saw in the beginning. Um, oh my gosh, that's crazy. There's all these other holidays, and he is mesmerized by the Christmas tree. And so he opens it, and he falls in, and he lands into Christmas Town. What's this? And this is when we get, yep, and then we get What's This, which that was, like, also in every trailer for the movie, too. So much. I, like, this, the, this song, and I think the first song are probably my favorites. Like, what's this? What's this? There's magic everywhere. What's this? What's this? (laughs) Oh, it's just like it's so and I love how he's like everything's so happy and cheery and what is this feeling that I'm feeling <laughs> which that it's it's so I love I didn't realize how much this concept would be so cool when like looking at that one's like yeah if you're like a spooky person all the time and you see Christmas all of a sudden it's like this is a polar opposites of how I feel Right? They have stockings without feet in them. They open presents and nothing jumps out to scare you. No one, Nothing's hiding under the bed. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I do love every once in a while now people are like, Halloween is just so spooky, blah, blah. And then they're like, okay, well, you're telling children that a man is going to come down the tree or down your chimney and is always watching you and determines whether you're right or wrong and like leaves you things. Okay, Christmas can also be kind of spooky. That's where I guess, you know, that's where Krampus comes in. I was going to say, have you never seen Krampus? Like, <laughs> so, you know, it can be, can be creepy too. It can be creepy too. And so we get through all of what's this, and he sees Santa Claus at one point, and we find out later he thinks that it's called Sandy Claus. But back in Halloween Town, Dr. I see, I can't. It's not Frankenstein. Why am I blanking on what his actual name is? Dr. Finkel. It's like Finkelstein. Yes, Finkelstein. He is upset that Sally has wandered off and keeps escaping. And she's like, I'm restless. I can't help it. Like, I just got to go where I want. And that she keeps poisoning him. That too. Stop poisoning me. (laughs) And he's like, I'm not going to eat this soup till you try it. And she's got the spoon with the holes in it. I like this man is far too. He's not a man, whatever he is mutant creature he's 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 not trusting but then far too trusting exactly well that was one of the cool things that you could do when i went to that the freeform thing was like you could lift up the soup and make the with the spoon so i was like this is so fun it's so cool also i know this happens a tiny bit later but she obviously keeps escaping and then he sticks her in a room with a window that she can literally just like climb through i know she unlocks it but i was like this he d- just does not. He's not. He's not all there. I know he has a full brain and he's a scientist, but he is not all there. Okay. And she also is able to rebuild herself. So she's just like, I'm just going to yeet myself out the window and right? break apart and then put myself back together. Yeah. I mean, she's a rag doll, so it's fine. 
he has to know that this is what she can do. So like you said, not the, not the sharpest tool in the shed. So um, once we've gone through all of this, we hear that the mayor is very upset because he can't find Jack. And he's like, we only have 364 days until the next Halloween. We got to start planning now. Oh my, oh my goodness. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. And then the musicians that Jack had met earlier is like, he hasn't been home all night. He's like, weird. That's the other part too. Everyone's like, ooh, the mayor's spooky because he changes his head. I was like, no, he's just as me. He goes from like, I really haven't you. I'm just anxious. Why is no one listening to me? Uh, like all of us. Exactly. I was like, and everyone's like, he's just sad. I was like, no, it's not sad. That's the face of anxiety. That's anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. The mayor has extreme anxiety. That's, I mean, listen, anxiety is very spooky. Very spooky. So um, Jack ends up showing up and he's like, I need a town hall meeting immediately. Like, I have a big discovery. It's going to change everything. We got to do this. So he calls this meeting and he does a little little song about Christmas and what he discovered. And they're like, I don't get it. Like, this Christmas idea, I don't get it. And Jack ends up being like, I'm going to give him the big finish now. And he basically just makes Santa Claus sound like he's the devil incarnate. He calls him Sandy Claus. Sandy Claus. He's like, I still don't think they get it, but we'll make it work. Exactly. And so after that, he's like, we're all going to celebrate Christmas this year. So I'm going to give you a different, like, everyone's going to get a task to make Christmas happen in Halloween Town. And so everybody's getting a job. And so Sally's like, or he asked Sally to do his costume. He has other people just doing all these random different tasks. And the other one is he tells Shock, Locke, and Barrel, who are these three little children that are supposed to be like the evilest trick-or-treaters that ever existed on the earth. And they're Oogie Boogie's boys, which again, I don't know why they're Oogie Boogie's boys, but there's a girl in the next, but okay. They were being very progressive for their time. But also in that part, like, because Jack's trying to like figure out Christmas and what makes Christmas so magical. that too. Yeah, then Sally also has the, like, premonition that Christmas is going to go up in flames if they try and, like, take over Christmas. But she, like, she, like, kind of tries to tell Jack, but doesn't tell Jack. And I'm like, girl, use your voice. Exactly. That's also when she, no, Sally's lament doesn't happen yet. But, I mean, that's also where she, she's just like, I don't know how to, like, Jack. And she's just so meek. And and she's like, it's okay. Okay, I'll just be over here. I'll make your suit. Yes. But yeah, lock, shock, and barrel. Kid, up the Sandy Claus. Da 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 da. Yep. And that's the other one that everybody la, knows. La, 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 la. And so their job is to go get Sandy Claus. And Jack gives them a very big warning and says, You are not to take them ever to Oogie Boogie's lair. And so we don't really know anything about Oogie Boogie so far. We just hear like a bunch of maniacal laughing and dice being thrown. And so Shot Clock and Barrel mess up and they get the Easter Buddy instead of Santa Claus. And Jack is very upset about it and is like, you all just really, you went through the wrong door. I told you it looks like this and you went through a circle. I don't understand. And so then we end up getting, they end up actually getting Santa Claus in the end. And he's like, I'm taking over your holiday. You're going to be fine. And you get the year off this year. He's like, what? He's like, I, I don't know. And he, so Jack tells him, listen, just keep him happy and like content and entertain him. 
But again, do not take them to and they're like, he 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 he, we're just gonna take them to Oogie anyways. And because you know, they're mischievous children, which I don't understand. You know that that's what these children do. They don't they hear one thing and say, he he he, we're gonna do whatever we want anyways, and you still again, don't move on, Jack. Also, they don't ever get in trouble for not listening to Jacks. Exactly. Um, but we also learn through all of this too, because Sally's being locked up, like you said. And he one of the jobs that Finkelstein has is that he has to make all these different reindeer for him because he's gonna be taking over and he's gotta have a sled with reindeer. And it's what I don't know why I love the line so much where he's like, I am trying to conduct so I know this is I jumped around a little bit with that one, but I just remember the funniest line is he's like, Curiosity killed the cat, you know. He's like, I know. And there's also Finkelstein is just apparently so bad at Sally that he just makes another version of himself because he's like, she'll listen to me then. Yeah, and she gives her half of his brain and yeah. It's all, you know, we we have to, you know, we have to honor Finkelstein's little arc that he has. He does have a little arc. Um, But once Santa Claus makes it to Oogie Boogie's lair, we get, honestly, I think it's one of the coolest villain songs that we have in the Disney catalog and it's Oogie Boogie's song. Well, 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 what have we here? I know, it's so good and like the black lights come on and like, yeah, it's just so fun and cool and like, I'm the boogeyman. And I love that it's just his whole thing is like, it's kind of, I would say he's like slightly inspired by the Joker that like everything is just like gambling and you know it's luck and it's like a riddler slash like joker situation yeah it's like the roll of the dice determines your fate yes and so after that we have jack is trying to get everything together and sally's like i'm gonna sabotage his flight because i don't want him to go because i have the premonition and all this stuff and so she creates a fog and they're like oh no a fog we can't like go anywhere and so he they pull a Rudolph and Zero is able to light the way because he's got a little pumpkin for a nose. I don't know if he does have a pumpkin for a nose or if that's just what we see on all the Disney merch. No, he does. Okay. So there's a little pumpkin light up for a nose and he lights the way and he goes off and that's where we get Sally's lament. Yes, because she feels like this all will end in tragedy and she'll never see Jack again. I love, like, this one is probably one of my favorites, but I think it's because I heard when, um, oh my gosh, oh no, Billie Eilish did it. And it sounds so pretty. Like, I wish that, because I, I forget it might have been like the 10th anniversary for Nightmare or maybe the 15th, something like that. They re released the album with like Panic at the Disco doing a version. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I forget who else, but there's like a couple of them where they like redo the songs. And I'm like, maybe we just seen another one with Billie Eilish singing Sally's. Yeah, her version's really pretty. I think that was like the second or third year they did it at the bowl. I didn't go to that one, but I remember. I'm so mad. I want to go see those so bad. Like there's been so many. They're so fun. They're so fun. Um, so they go off and all of that, and Sally's like, I need to rescue Santa Claus because something bad is gonna happen. I can just feel it. And like, where is he anyways? And so Jack has gone around the world delivering presents. And it is all going wrong. At least not for him. It's going wrong for the people of the world. All of the things start attacking everyone. It's just, it's chaos. And Jack is like, oh, they're lighting my way. Wait, they want to shoot me down? 
Don't they Why love my, you me down? Don't they love my Christmas? And they're like, Santa Claus is missing. Santa Claus is missing. And someone is posing as Santa Claus and terrorizing the world. And that's where I'm like, it's so wild that they're like, hey, we're going to have the military shoot you down. Right. Like of all the things, it's the military that's like, it's someone sabotaging Christmas. So we're getting the military to basically new, like bomb you out of the sky. Yeah, and, like, everyone seems so aware of that, like, Santa Claus is, like, real and this is a fake in this world. I mean, I know we're only in, like, the real world for, like, five minutes, maybe. But everyone seems so cognizant of all of these things there. Yeah, it's it's wild. Uh, so Jack gets, quote-unquote, blown up into smithereens. And so while Sally is trying to free Santa or Sandy Claus... Uh, which is, I think it's hilarious that she detached her leg. And he's like, ooh, like, let me just saunter over to this leg. Right. And her hands, too, because so she can, like, send her hands to, like, untie the untie Sandy Claws. Um, so, yeah. So then he gets mad and he does this, like, and I don't even know what that is, like a vacuum mouth situation to, like, get everybody in. But so Sally, just recently after she gets captured, is like, Jack is going to save us. Like, Jack is, like, Blah, blah, blah. And then we hear from the mayor, it's been blown to smithereens. The pumpkin king is dead. And terrible news, terrible news. Terrible news. <laughs> That's literally me just going, terrible news. We must be back at work today. <laughs> terrible news. <laughs> he said the mayor is all of us. <laughs> it really is. So, you know what? The untold story is actually the mayor. That's what we need in the new book about. Yeah, someone needs to write a book about the mayor. So, uh, all that happens, and Oogie Boogie's like, ha ha ha, I can do whatever I want now, and you both are gonna die. And so, Jack, who then throws a pity party for himself, is like, I tried to do Christmas, and it just failed, and they hated me, and yeah. which I do really like the imagery. Like, I don't know why, but I always, like, I must be doing something else nine times out of ten when this scene happens, but the couple of times that I've noticed, I just think it's really pretty that the angel is, like, holding him, and he's just like, I mean, he's dramatically laying there, but still. Oh, yeah. And then there's also kind of a shot, too, where it's like the angel wings are behind him. Yes. Like, it's just, that's really cool. I like the imagery of that. Because he's not, in the end, he's not a bad guy. He's just, he's he was like this, like the Jessica Rabbit of it all. I'm not bad. I'm just strong that way. Yeah, he's just, he's just spooky. But then he realizes that, you know, being spooky was what he was best at all along. And that he is the Pumpkin King. Yes. He's like, I've got great ideas for next year. You know what? Maybe I did need to try something else. And while I did my best, like, I realized it's not for me. And I think that's a great message that, like, yeah, you try something new and it didn't work for you. So you go back to what you're good at. Yeah, with a whole host of uh, new ideas to try, you know? Exactly. I mean, did he, you know, almost destroy the earth and, like, cause super chaos? Sure. Haven't we all at some point when we try something new? But it's fine. But- because he goes back to Halloween Town to fix his mistakes. He did, which again, I don't know how that worked. Because all of a sudden he opens up a grave and then he's back in Halloween Town. I get it, but I don't. Well, they kind of also explain that in the book too. So, okay. So what you're telling me is I really do need to read this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said all is explained. And it took them like 30 years. I mean, I know the book came out like maybe two years. No, not like a year ago, didn't it? Something like that. Yeah, I think it came out last year. Yeah, so it took them 29 years to figure it out, but they did. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> so like, Jack goes back, saves Santa Claus and Sally. We have this whole little epic 
uh, final battle scene. And I think the only thing that like freaks me out is that I know Oogie Boogie is a bunch of bugs. Like I get it, but like it's just I think it's the image of all the bugs going into the lava that I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not, not my favorite. But so fun, fun, funny thing that I never knew. But I was looking at the extras on Disney Plus last night because I was like, maybe they have something cool about like the claymation. They don't. They just have a bunch of like random like deleted scenes and like alternate storyboards. But in an early concept for the film, uh, the Oogie Boogie reveal was going to be Dr. Finkelstein. And he, he was doing all of this because Sally kept running away and didn't love him. That was like, that's interesting. That would have been a very, very interesting twist. But you know what? They learned and we have the better story for it. The only thing that I can't figure out is because he says like my bugs and all that and he's made up of bugs. But like, so is each little bug him or is it the fabric that's him? Or is it the essence? I'm confused. And maybe there's like a master bug and then it, uh, it controls all the other bugs. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's supposed to make sense. It's not, but it's just, I just, it was a thought that I had last night because again, that line, cause like what if that last bug had escaped before Santa Claus like stepped on it? Like what could have happened? Would Oogie Boogie have come back? Would it just been like one tiny little bug and he's running off into the distance? Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, potentially if they hadn't squished the last buggy, he might have come back. There you go. But uh, Santa Claus is not happy that Jack took his holiday. And he's like, if any of you ever try to steal someone else's holiday again, listen to her. She's the only one that makes sense of this place. And he's like, I hope this time to save Christmas. And he's like, for Christmas? Of course there is. And then he does this weird thing to get out where he just like puts one finger on his nose to like blow up. Or not blow up, but like shoot up and fly away you know he's santa claus so i mean listen tim allen didn't do it so i don't think it's canon only to you know to all of the only santa claus that we care about you know yeah he's he's the only only one that is the true santa claus exactly don't get me started there's a whole disney plus show about that anyways so they basically all come together they're like wow like this was a whole experience that we just had and craziness and then Santa Claus goes over Halloween Town and it snows. And they all do what's this again. And then we end with, I don't even know what's, I guess like the finale song. It's just like a combination of Jack and Sally's lament. Yeah, it's like the we're simply meant to be. I do love the little mountain and it's really cute. Like again, the aesthetic of this entire movie is super cute. But then they just, they just touch foreheads and then it's done. They got their happily ever after. They did. Well, I mean, they keep calling each other friends. So I'm like, we, we get it. You guys are more than friends. You don't have to keep saying you're just friends. It's okay. It's a kid's movie. This is true. But then it's done. And it's very cool. I thoroughly enjoyed my rewatch of this. I do it maybe once or twice every couple of years. Yeah, same. I usually put it on at least once every kind of like Halloween season I do. I think the thing I like most about the movie, like the story is good. It's simple. It's like super straightforward, very straightforward. It's not overly complicated. This is not a complicated movie, but I do. I love like the aesthetics and the vibe and just like the claymation is really cool. And like, I, 
I don't know, claymation really fascinates me. So I love like all of like the technical stuff in like this this movie. I think it's just so fun to watch because you're like, that's so amazing how they do like all of that and like how long it must have taken them to to do it all. Image, image, frame, frame. Yeah, it's like so subtle and so nuanced. And it's like, I don't know, you kind of wish you see but see more movies like that. For sure. That's why I like that's why I like Leica so much because that whole studio is nothing but claymation. So like that stuff is, it is, it's a, I don't say it's a lost art, but it's an art that's not used enough. Like again, that it's tedious and it's very annoying at times, but it's a, as you said, it's a very cool art form. Yeah. We used to have a lot of it growing up. Like, and a lot of them I haven't seen, but like James, the giant peach Coraline's claymation, honestly, anything that was like Tim Burton for a while <laughs> was claymation yeah. corpse bride. There's a tons of movies that utilize it, and that it's just it's just really really cool, and it takes such skill to do, and that is so impressive to me. I agree. But now, after we've done all this, what are some of your favorite things? That's some favorite things. Like I said, I like like the aesthetics of the movie. I like a lot of the songs. I think it's fun. I do like the kind of the part in like the middle where they're figuring out how to do Christmas. Kind of loses me a little bit. But I'm like, it's just because I'm like, okay, like, let's, let's like keep moving. Let's move it along. Move it along. The whole making Christmas song. I totally skipped over that part. The making Christmas song is the other one. Oh, yeah. Making Christmas, making Christmas. Yeah. Uh, just all, it's just kind of a, was a blur. Like, there's just parts that I'm like, okay, I like this part. And then I'm like, okay, this part, I, I know like what's happening. They're making Christmas. No, yeah, I got it. Yeah, but I just think it's like a fun, it's a cute little like story. And like you said, I like kind of the the moral of it all of like, you know, we all have these moments in life where, you know, we're feeling like frustrated with where we are. We just feel like we're doing the same thing over and over again. And then, you know, we get an idea and we try something different and maybe it doesn't work. But then, you know, it kind of leads us back to that thing that we actually really did love, but we're just having like a moment with. And yeah, I just think it's, it's just a really like cute little movie and it's like spooky and it's just perfect for like Halloween. It helps helps like set the mood for like Halloween. You know, everyone's like, is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? I'm like, it's a Halloween movie overall. Like I know it like dabbles in Christmas, but we're gonna we're gonna say it lives in the the Halloween genre. There you go. No, I get that. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like it isn't super simplistic and straightforward. You don't have to think much about it. I just think more of like the art form of it. It's, it's kind of the same thing that I feel like with Sleeping Beauty where I really, it's not like the most fascinating story in the world, but it's just the art form itself is what gets me to want to see the movie again. And kind of what you said at the beginning, I'm also in that same vein of like, I appreciate it more at what they do at the parks and what they can utilize with it at the parks as opposed to just like, I have to watch this movie. Yeah, I think it's one of the movies that is done well in in the parks and executed really well and in like a fun way. And you can tell like with the cast members who get to like be Jack and Sally in the park they really like embody kind of that like it's like this like usually I don't associate whimsical with Halloween but there's a weird whimsy to this movie that I really enjoy and like you can see that in the things they do in the park so yeah I think that's probably one of also the most enjoyable things for me like I'm definitely not going to say this is like my favorite movie or like I'm a diehard Nightmare Before Christmas fan. But like I when I see it in the park, I like I just I get like a weird excitement. And I, yeah, I think it's just like this cute Halloween whimsy. You know? 
For sure. I do want to, I need to talk to, like, I don't know who, but I know they exist. There's like a very, there are people that are like diehards for this movie. Like they are like ride or die. They watch this movie all the time. I just want to pick their brains and be like, why? Not in like a horrible way, just more like, what is it that like sets it for you in like such a strong capacity? Because I know there's people that love it just because it's spooky and all that stuff. But there's, there are, there's a, I've met like maybe one or two in my life that are like super diehard, like that, it's end game for them. But with that being said, how many pumpkin heads would you give it after this rewatch? I think I'm going to bump it up to a seven. What about you? I would do the same. The same. I definitely think it's, it's like a solid, just like, it is what it is movie. Like not horrible, but also not one that I'm like, I need to watch it. Like we're going to get off this. (laughs) We're getting it off this call and I'm watching it again. Yeah, yeah, it's not one that is on repeat, but it definitely gets viewed, at least like you said, at least every like two years. Usually it ends up being about once a year that I will watch this movie. But yeah, every one to two years, you put it on. It just, it fits the season. It helps you get in the mood. and It's a feel-good movie. Yeah, and it's a Halloween-y way. Exactly. Well, with that being said, we did it. We got through our spooky one of the year. And next, we're going to be celebrating our two-year anniversary. How crazy is that? That's so wild. I can't believe that we, we've been doing this for two years. We've got through so much. So many movies, but we have some fun things planned for our two-year anniversary episode. So uh, until then, Rod, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at the only Rod, And where can people find you, Carolyn? You can find me on Instagram at Coffee and Chaos Magic, and you can find us at Disney Geeks the Pod. And until next time, uh, stay spooky, y'all. Stay spooky, y'all. <laughs>